So 561 Music now has a hotline. You can call us anytime at 561-203-9122 and ask us any questions you like. Um, you know, some humorous ones or something about um, the guests we've had on the show or questions about gear or questions about the festival or anything you like. Um, it's, of course, 561 203 9122. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did a pretty fun little message, so you get to hear that too. Um, even if you just call up to listen to me and Hector trying to do a good phone message, that's a good enough reason. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you, so uh, please get in touch. Hi guys, I know everyone says this on every YouTube channel, but please could you like and subscribe to 561 Music Podcast. It's a local music podcast and all we're trying to do is help local musicians get some exposure. So if you could like it, subscribe it, and uh, also hit the notifications button on the episode, we would really, really appreciate it. And if you're feeling generous, you could subscribe to the Spotify as well. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you doing, Hector? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good. We've seen quite a lot of each other this week, haven't we? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind this week. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I got back from my trip, and then as soon as I got back from my trip, I got sick, and then I finally bounced back on my feet, and we've just been doing, like, little snippet interviews just back to back to back to back and popping them on there for uh, Bumblefest. Yeah, that's this weekend. It's the first and second. So um, if you're listening to this episode, that means it starts today. So you should get yeah. down to Bumblefest and have a good time. Um, yeah, so we, we've just been um, asking people who wanted to play at the festival, um, <coughs> did they want to do a little bit of promo? And then we put together a five, ten minute little uh, interview and we've been sticking them online. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so far we've had uh, we've had Sco uh, Godinho. Yeah. And we've had Brett Staska. Staska. And Stony Vibes. And Stony Vibes. And then we've got a couple more before the weekend, I believe. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're just going to keep them bubbling along. And it's, it's fun, actually, because, yeah. you know, we... We've just started this new segment on the uh, podcast called Just Passing Through, which is um, for touring bands who aren't from the area. And um, so we would, we've been doing some stuff at my place. And um, yeah. when this came along, I'm glad that we'd already started doing that because we had a kind of a yeah. little bit of a system in place. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We had, a, we had it all worked out already. So it was, yeah. uh, it was uh, easy to jump in and just get going, which is good because, like I said, it's just been back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back interviews. So, yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about doing this podcast. You meet so many musicians. Oh, yeah. And you kind of get to know them too because you ask kind of probing questions. And, you know, you end up like – very often you end up friends with you. Well, well, I'll tell you, um, and, and you're probably the only one that knows that I know, but um, you know, apparently my wife planned a surprise party for me oh, while yeah. I was while I was gone in Colombia, and then when I got back, um, as you know, I got sick and the party had to get canceled. Um, but uh, you know, she did she did it for many reasons. Um, you know, first and foremost, I guess you know she thinks that I work too hard and that I deserved a party. So yay me! Um, well, you but, do. Well, but you work hard and you definitely deserve a party. Yeah, You're so, a good lad. We all wanted to celebrate. But she, you. Uh, the big thing for her was that um, you know she's never been able to pull off a surprise party, and then she had this completely like ready to pull Dude, off. We had it on the lock. It, it was it was ready to go, and then I got sick, and she had to blow her cover. So quite honestly, I thought we were all going to take it to our grave because I because I didn't want I didn't. <laughs> What I, I didn't want you to, 
to be upset, you know, because yeah. I know that you would have thought to yourself, oh, no, add this oh, to the, you know. for sure, for sure. Like, I, I just want... I, I, I did feel yeah. bad. I felt really bad, but it is what it is. And we'll reschedule for another day. But the point of the story was that we, uh, you were talking about how we meet so many people and so many musicians. Yeah. You know, five years ago, if you would have thrown me a party, there would have probably been like five people there. You yeah. Know? She was telling me the guest list was like... 50 60 yeah, 70 dude. people or something yeah. i was like wow yeah that's that's pretty awesome totally. and it's all people that you now know <laughs> yeah. pretty well you yeah. know it's not just randoms yeah. totally it's not just seat fillers yeah, but like, a lot of people that i met because of the podcast and because of killbilly so basically through music yeah you know, which is awesome no absolutely yeah. and this weekend james and i played and um we played over at o'shea's mm -hmm. and uh patty max now it was pretty cool it was it was a little uh um stressful because we're so used to doing it is that luckily james and i do a yeah. duo every two weeks over at square right, Reaper. right right but but you don't do it there the <laughs> evening gigs you know you got to bring it a bit more yeah and so we would i ended up using an octave pedal to you know try and kind of fill out the bottom end and stuff but it's you know you will be happy to hear that many people said that they missed you Oh, nice, man. Yeah, yeah. All the ladies, of course. Yeah, everyone, everyone <laughs> needs that cello in their lives. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, everybody needs the cello. So. <laughs> and we've been thinking on the subject, uh, we've been thinking that we should call the tour that we're doing in October the um, It's Not an Effing Cello Tour. Yeah. So uh, yeah. let us know if you think that's a good idea yeah. in the comments below, and we can, uh, we can come around to it. But, yeah, yeah we have... Uh, we have Flavor Train with us. We have Nick, Miles, and Charlie. How's it going, guys? Hey, hey, hey. how y'all doing, actually? Hey. You know what? We're actually kind of excited to be on here. This is our first time doing um, a podcast in general, so... Nice! You know what? I'm ready. Miles, you ready? Mm -hmm. Charlie, you ready? Absolutely. There you go. All right, man. This is fantastic. Okay, why don't we start off with um, <clears throat> a nice, easy one, which is... Uh, how'd you come up with the name Flavor Train? Um, so we were... It was... He came over, right? So me and Miles played in the band before, and um, we had recently lost our drummer and another member of the band. And he came over for our first little jam, and Guy Fieri was playing in the living room. That's wild. And his like thing is, wait, wait, wait. Guy Fieri was not playing in the living room. Not, he was no, on like <laughs> he was on, uh, playing, he was on, the, on the TV playing on the oh, TV. I got all excited, man. I thought I was like, no, That's I wish. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but his like his slogan is "Take me to Flavor Town." Sure. And then you know it was just kind of. What can we, can we needed a name and we, and um his mom Alicia just um recently given me a gift of trains yeah oh, right because because you cause she brought up that you had like an obsession when you were a little kid with yeah trains, when I was a kid well. I used to play with the little toy trains and I forget like I think we all had a like, a wooga like wait a minute flavor flavor train flavor and then train. we're like you know what that's it I mean now now I'm wearing it on my chest hello flavor <laughs> no train. it works <laughs> and you know with your sort of blues influences and stuff it does it, it fits it's a know? good name absolutely it's a good name yeah thank you yeah thank you. yeah. Super awesome. Um, so what we do a lot on this podcast is we go around each member and we talk about your musical beginnings, how you got into it and, and like, you know, were your parents supportive and stuff like that? And, and when did you start music and why did you start music? And I think uh, we will start over here with Nick. What, how did you end up uh, playing music? Right. So at around four and a half, I was at this concert with my parents. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember any of it. Um, I don't even know my last name. How but old were you again? <laughs> I was four and a half about. Gotcha. And somebody told my parents that I should be signed up for this music program. Program music, What was it called? Suzuki. Yeah, okay. Because they saw me like vibing on the beat at this concert. And she's so like, you know what? Your child looks gifted. You should actually sign up for my program here at Suzuki. 
And so I started going to Suzuki, which I was taught piano because, you know, piano, you got to learn piano first because that's the most versatile instrument, whatever. Sure, yeah. And I still play, but that was when I was about five when it started, you know, with that little pipe harmonica thing. Yeah. And then I started learning piano, left hand. The melodica, I think. Mel- like melodica, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, so that's how I started. And then I, you know, still am doing it just like I said. But um, throughout, I've encountered myself with different, like, instruments because I remember, I, I mean, I was, I was, I would always get bored of the piano it would it would sound the same i always wanted different things sure so i started having a baritone saxophone phase a tenor saxophone phase a trombone phase and um a bass phase that um upright bass phase you know phases of different instruments my parents would support me they would go out and rent these instruments for me i had a banjo phase i have a banjo Cool. <laughs> you sound like you got my disease, which is yeah, you play a million instruments. <laughs> a disease. Instrumentitis. You gotta come up with yeah, instrumentitis. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've always found myself stuck on piano, bass, and drums in terms of you know anything but classical, respectfully so. Um, so yeah, ever since I would say two years ago is when I started getting very serious on drums. Okay. Yeah. Um, bass, Do you have drum lessons? Drum lessons? No, I am self-taught. I okay. Am completely cool. Self-taught. Yes, sir. And uh, when it comes to the sort of the finer points of uh, technique, where would you say that you have been picking this stuff up? YouTube? Precisely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Guys like Chris Coleman, Thomas Pridgen, Eric Moore, you know, the big cats that do all these chops and stuff. Um, Do you like the Dromeo? Oh, yeah. I watched, that's how I watched the master classes. They had leave like hour and 30 minute long master classes. Dad, mommy, for watching this, I'm sorry, I'll be honest. I stay up very late watching these master classes <laughs> at night, <laughs> kind of just like, because that's when my mind really focuses. In school, I'm sure. like, oh, yeah, one plus, uh. And yeah. at night, that, that's when I lock in and I remember stuff. So, And I remember what they sound like. I play back five seconds ago to see what feel they did. And I kind of just like kind of screen record that in my mind for the next day when I jam with these guys, I can put it on, on the drum set. No, I, I find that that time, it, you know, it can be good. I don't always remember <clears throat> the stuff I'm watching because I'm kind of half asleep. But um, <laughs> definitely like uh, watching YouTube. Once my wife goes to sleep, the music YouTube videos are going yeah. on the TV. <laughs> right, right. And you know what doesn't help is Instagram because that's like instant gratification. Like yep. the clips are yep. short. And it knows what you want to watch. Yeah. It knows the drummers. It knows the gear. That's the worst yeah. part, buying gear. Now, nah, hold up. Um, but <laughs> There's many worst parts. That's just one of them, unfortunately. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. But no, Instagram, no, that's another one, like little tutorials and whatnot. But I don't pay attention to that. I just love to listen. And Great. then my mind kind of captures its own thing. But that's how, it, that's how I've been for a while now. Music reading-wise, I'm not the strongest. But I would say my ears do pick up. I mean, well, there's perfect pitch, which I have, but then also like remembering what just happened. And I can just implement that right on the kit. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> no, that's cool, man. Um, I think the reading side of it, it, it can be important, but in, for, the, for a drummer in you know, a rock and blues band, it's not, it's not crucial, is it? You know what I mean? You can yeah. get by just fine without reading. <clears throat> Heck, I, I was in um, a top-notch jazz band last year. Um, we have three jazz bands in our school, J3, J2, and then there's the top band, J1. Right. That looked like the middle finger. That, guys, that's my fourth finger. <laughs> um, so there would be a lot of music that you would need to read to your left-hand side. And I actually got away without reading almost any of it. To the concerts, I brought nothing. And, I mean, I would – people – I'm just going off what people would say. I would do the job very well done. Nice. So in, the, in, ter- in terms of drums, I would say reading, honestly, in general, is like kind of like lenient. I think Which it can be useful for teaching sometimes <clears throat> if you're worried that they won't remember what you did. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? To- oh, Stuff totally. like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, like did, 
when I'm trying to figure out a drum part or something like that, I'm not writing it down. I know some people are. Ryan, um, the the drum teacher here, he 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 likes to write stuff down. He's very good at it. But I think it just ends up, you know, what, whatever you're used to, what whatever you kind of warm to in that regard. You know, there's always technical people that choose to write things down. And then there's people that have ears. Yeah. And a lot of people that grow up in church. Um, they use ears like Jacoby this year. We have a new bassist. He likes to use his ears a lot and he picks up everything on the spot. You know what though? Some people have both and those are the people I oh, hate. I hate <laughs> I was about to say I hate those people too. They're like robots. Like yeah, how do you do yeah, that? Yeah, totally. Teach me. Um, all right, Mars. Um, how, did you, uh, how did you find yourself getting into music? So I found, um, I found guitars laying around in my, um, my dad's um, uh well, living room living room and um i was i wanted to know what it was and how old are you at this point i was i was about 3 okay 3 and a half and um basically we so i asked him what i asked him what it was and he said it was a guitar and there were two different ones there there was the acoustic one and the electric one i didn't know what it, the electric one was called yeah so I just called it the flat guitar because it was flatter. It's <laughs> <That is> accurate. <laughs> um, I was going to say, that's fair. <laughs> so jump back a few years. I was, I was playing. If you jump I, back a few years from three, yeah, that one. makes you zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jump forward. Jump forward. <laughs> uh, jump forward a few years. Okay, gotcha, I mean. gotcha. um, I'm tired. <laughs> jump good, forward man. a few days, a few, few, few years. years yeah. And, um, I was, um, I asked, um, my parents for, um, I got, well, no, I got my first, um, guitar. Nice. What um, was it? It was a, a red, um, Squire Stratocaster. Okay, that's a classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my brother is in the process of buying me a, a, a Squire Strat, and I couldn't be happier about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I, I left my guitar with him, um, and, uh, something happened to it, so he's getting me a new one, and I'm just about to get a new Strat, so that's fun. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so what happened, uh, after that? Like, how did you end up getting into your, uh, sort of lap steel, pedal steel type arena? Oh, um, so I saw a video of Robert Randolph. Yeah. I don't I don't know exactly how I found Robert Randolph but um I don't remember but um I I saw Robert Randolph and I'm like I want to play that instrument and it happened to be the instrument that was three thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's how i got into the lap steel which was a little less expensive yeah sure yeah. and i got a starter one um a rogue okay um and um I mean, that's all, you, yeah. you know, to get going on. It's a, a, like nice, expensive instruments are all well and good, but you can make anything sound good if you know yeah, how to play know. it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So so then when, when it came to the... Uh, so so do you now own a pedal steel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I own, um, I own um, an MSA Sidekick. Oh, cool. All um, right, I think we're going to get a bit more into that later. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway. what were some of your... Uh, influences in terms of well, like wanting to learn how to play this stuff well like i said robert randolph and yeah. once i get born into it then i saw a guy named roosevelt collier it just came up on my um uh, actually no my mom found him oh nice on um i don't i forget um but um also darrell randolph um 
There's this guy. He's not. He's not necessarily like the last word in in lap steel at all. But um, I always thought it was cool when Ben Harper would play it. You know, mm-hmm. he does a great version of um, of Voodoo Child. Have you heard yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went to see him live years ago when I was your age. Um, and he. Uh, he just slayed that tune, man. Mm-hmm. That thing's called like something like a Weissenberger or something like that. Um, that's um, that's like a German Asher, name. I think. Okay, gotcha. I think I think well, one of his lap steals is Asher. Gotcha. Then there's a Duesenberg. Duesenberg is the one I was thinking of. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was super cool, and I just love, you know, Dobro lap steel pedal steel in general. You know, Jerry mm-hmm. Reed, people like that. Ooh, dobro, imagine we incorporate that. Mm. Dobro. Oh, that's another topic. It's like an acoustic lap steel. Yeah. Oh, actually, exactly. when I moved when I moved here, um, I I went I found um, this um, pub called um, Rudy's. Yeah. That um, they were like they were looking at me funny because I was like, um, I was uh, Six years old. I was six or seven at the time and i was yeah. walking into a bar so um yeah. <laughs> um so the the owner said asked if i would play it and i said yeah and they were currently do- they were at the time they were doing um pickers in the round right which was um they were they would sit in a circle like a blue and they still do thing. this they sit in a circle uh, with chairs um and um they would have their instruments and they would choose songs to play sure so there was this one guy that had a dobro. Yeah. Um and he was really nice and he he asked if I played and I said yes and he he even showed me a new tuning. Um nice. so um it was like open G or something like that. Yeah, it was open G. Yeah, um yeah. and um yeah, that's how I um um started uh, that I've never played a dobro since but um <laughs> <laughs> I love dobros that are in open G because it works pretty well for the bluegrass stuff and also like a lot of blues you know like you know so like r- rolling tumbling or something like that and, you mm-hmm. know so I've quite often played in open G banjos, mm-hmm. banjos are in open G aren't they yeah, yeah. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they are yeah all right charlie how did you get into music mate so um similar to miles as a kid my dad also played, and he there was always guitars around the house, and I would always, you know, he he plays, but he's not, you know, he he plays perfect. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'd pick a guitar up, and I'd I'd beat on it, and I enjoyed it, but I, I sucked. I was, I was like like four years old. That's what I I did. Sure, yeah. But um, it's a great way to, um, you know, I think having instruments around the house is really it it. it and having that just culture at home and in your family, it goes a long way, you know, because you, you understand what it is. You've played around with it. You get like, you know, with an acoustic guitar in particular, you start to understand viscerally how things make sound. You know, Absolutely. Stuff like yeah. That. yeah. We still have the, the same guitar that I used to be on as a kid. So it was a Takamine acoustic. Which now thinking back, I don't know why he let a four year old touch it. It's like a thousand dollar acoustic guitar, but whatever. Um, <laughs> So in the third grade, he bought me my first acoustic. It was a, I remember, it's like some not name brand thing, nylon strings, sounds like junk, but I needed something to play. And then he enrolled me in in the local music school. Gotcha. Um, and I, you know, I, I love to play and I'd practice and we, we'd play the shows and it was fun. Uh, I, I thought I was pretty good, but you know, as most kids do, it's always competitive. Oh, I'm better than you. Oh, no, you're better than me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
And one day my dad was like, hey, we, we should go down to Rudy's and, and see a show there. There's this kid playing there. You, yeah. You'd probably like him. I was like, oh, okay, sure. So I went down and I, I walked in the door and there's this, this short little kid. He's got sunglasses on inside. It was yeah. like 9 o'clock at night. He had sunglasses on inside. And he's playing like I've never – I've heard like professionals play and he sure. plays like them. And I'm like, whoa. So I watched him play for about an hour and a half. He gets off stage. And I'm like, hey, what's your name? It's Miles. Yeah. My my name is Miles. I, I'm in the first grade. He was two years younger than me, and um, I'm legally blind. I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it blew me away, and I yeah, looked man. up to him ever since then. Cool. Um, and my my dad wanted me to go to the perform, performing arts school, Bach. Yeah. So I started playing upright in fourth grade the year after, and then uh, I get into the school after that year it was a summer after fourth grade so it was okay. after about a year how um, stressful is the uh entrance exams for those things uh you gotta practice hard if if you want to get a high spot i just barely made it i was in the lowest orchestra at the lowest position for bass that right. i could be but i made it yeah yeah um <laughs> i've 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 uh taught many kids who have been trying to get into buck and Jefferson. um yeah you know it's a it's a lot it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid but i think you know that there's i suppose at the end of the day there has to be a way to to figure out who's better and who's worse but i always feel a little sorry for him you know <laughs> like, yeah it's brutal because well, mm-hmm. also like competing with the you know the prodigy violinists who have been playing since they were like two years old yeah and, and that's like all they do all day long exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know i played guitar i played up classical but I didn't do anything else yeah and one day mid sixth grade somewhere like that I get a call from him yeah it's miles again oh my god my hero (laughs) what is it Uh, I need a bass player do you play yeah yeah no but I can figure it out yeah yeah um so we we put together a little band and we we played with them for a year year and a half I think so Yeah. yeah Okay. Um, and then you know, no reason we broke up. Just like difference of opinion. Yeah, we went separate ways. And you guys are young too. You know, yeah. things change when you're yeah. that age. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we needed a little band. So we, he had talked to me, and he was like, "Hey, I, I play drums. If you ever need someone, let me know." And it was more like. I heard you made a thousand dollars on a gig. Yeah. Do you need a drummer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick likes money. Um, hey, he doesn't. And I was like, actually, coincidentally, I need one right now. Do you want to? And he was like, yes. So then, Flavor Train. Flavor Train. Yep. Yeah, I love <laughs> nice. it. Nice. So um, I'm going to go round again, starting at this end over here um, with Nick. But uh, how much would you say you <laughs> practice these days? Like, uh, d- is oh, it yeah. an important part of what you do? Yeah, um, these days going um, two hours at home every day. Um, and if I get free time at school as much as I can, that can be like an hour or 45 minutes. Um, during the summer, I would go sometimes six hours a day. Practice, uh, a lot of people like to think practice is like this torturing method, metronome, earbuds in a book. But practice is more like as a drummer, I, uh, at least, is just kind of finding out what is your sound. Yeah. You don't want to keep copying the other cats. I mean, do like what gets you hired. But at the same time, pop a track on and just do what you want to do. Be responsible with the groove. Yeah. But that's that's what I would do. That's don't look at me like that. <laughs> yeah. <But> that's what <laughs> that's what I would do during the summer and nowadays is um just keep it I mean I do practice my technique, but yeah. practice is essential. Yeah. You gotta enjoy practice to actually be motivated with your instrument too. It's yeah. true. Make practice fun. 
yeah. that's my thing. No, that's that's great advice. What about you, Miles? Do you <clears throat> practice a lot? Yeah. yeah. So during the summer, eight six Mike's probably like about eight hours. Okay, so um, just like basically eight, all day. Hours. And like that job. would be my pedal steel about the eight hours, and then I would probably spend like an hour on um, guitar. Okay. Only like straight flash trying to get the fast licks. I'm still not perfect at them at all. <laughs> no, I got you there, but that's great. What? <laughs> and, and I feel like with the with the pedal steel specifically, I mean, it's not an easy instrument to play. You got to put those hours in. You know, you got to mm-hmm. do it. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Charlie? Are you practicing a lot these days? Um, mm. So I I practice just not as mm. like. <laughs> routinely as these guys do i i practice when i want to i practice when i want to have fun and when's that i tell you what two though, o'clock got- in the morning <laughs> for about an hour you you yeah. got you've got some great role models so should you ever choose to uh <clears throat> to jump on that train and you know, <laughs> to shape you know up how to on do that it. slaver train so what are some of the, your favorite gigs I, I know you've played at ground zero out in mississippi and um <coughs> you've played up here at double roads can you tell us a little bit about um about about double roads how do you feel about double roads i think all three of us <clears throat> maybe have a different favorite gig but mine personally i think we should go around for this one. yeah mine okay personally, yeah. double roads um you know there was a big crowd there every, every seat was filled up people were dancing in the front um also the energy and this kid him him and i work like a unit like we actually we That's absolutely knew be, what's yeah. like what's happening ahead of time. Like, we know what Phil we're going to do a bar ahead sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And this kid and I were, like, locking up on, like, new things on the spot nice. that night. And this guy was going, like, off, off. Like, holy... Excuse he me. like he he'll scare me sometimes because like I'll be like oh I just thought I think of a feel feel like while, while I'm I'm doing the groove and I'll play the fill and he got the exact same rhythm in yeah. that moment we it's didn't like, even we didn't even look at each other I, I'm looking out at the crowd and he just he plays the exact same. We had, it is how that happens sometimes when yeah. you're looking with someone. Yeah. Like we that. had some sort of Bluetooth that night, but not that. It's just the audience was understanding every little like little joke, little thing that was going on nice. while we were on stage. The audience was like as if they knew Flavor Train for years, which we've only been a band for what a year now. Uh, a little over. Uh, but yeah, yeah. D- definitely Double Roads. Double Roads was my favorite gig by far. Nice. Oh, what yeah. about you, Miles? What's your favorite gig you played? I would say Double Roads as well. Nice. Um, Shout the, out to um, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Vince. Yep. He's a good lad. The, um, the atmosphere there. Um, yeah, and I really love the... Um, the artwork on the um, oh, <laughs> over yeah. the over oh, the table yeah. over the table yeah, yeah. and the hamburgers yeah, were yummy table. right yeah <laughs> yeah and no. the pizza uh, the, the sound is good that's the thing I like about Double Rose the absolutely great. sound guy was his name no. Pete oh I, I forget the sound guy was so genuine he was he cared about every little detail mm-hmm. so that's best, the, uh, best, best sound, sound guy, guy. I've ever had yeah the sound guy was sure. great yeah, yeah. Vincent had, like an absolutely amazing <clears throat> job when he put that place together like oh, yeah. he you know he took everything he learned from the first place and everything he wanted to do that he didn't get a chance to do in the first place and he did it in this one absolutely. and oh, man it is mm-hmm. it is incredible and like you said we've played there now with two different sound guys and Patrick Bo- is one is Patrick yeah, yeah. Yeah. both Patrick. of them both of them have been amazing yeah um, totally. but yeah just the setup there is just incredible yeah, yeah. it's good sound there. it really is it really really is Um, do you have a, uh, a favorite place you've played Charlie? Um, so, uh, Double Rose is definitely up there. That gig was, yeah. like, surreal. We were all just, like, one, like, thing. Everything we did, you could just, like, you could hear it without even us looking at each other. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's probably, um, we played in Ground Zero this summer. Yeah. And it's just, like, 
so surreal us being blues musicians playing at like the birthplace of where the blues started that's wild um so what were you doing out there so we we went on a little like a little camp uh took a road trip me and nick drove there together 20 something hours in a car by ourselves oh yeah Yeah. two teenagers who have a horrible sense of humor (laughs) trust me now i know every little thing about this dude over here (laughs) and vice versa likewise (laughs) road trips nothing like it great yeah Yeah. so we we drove down took a little pit stop in new orleans and then in memphis and then we went to memphis uh not memphis clarksdale clarksdale mississippi right and we would take classes there on the blues and you'd play little jams every night and it was just an amazing experience because all these legends of you know uh, kingfish miles help me oh another um, legend miles hoyt yeah bob miles Margolin. hoyt bob margolin <clears throat> um bob stroger bob stroger bob stroger wasn't at the um um yeah, he wasn't. He, he wasn't, wasn't at the, 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 the ending game. show. Gotcha. Um, but you know, you, you just like you can go up and, and play with these guys. Victor Wayne, Billy Wright. Victor Wayne, right? Oh my God, yeah. Victor Wayne, Wayne. Victor. Hi. Um, sweet tea. Oh, sweet cool. tea. Wow. Um, you know, with like the, the, these legends who have played with. You know, Bob Margolin's <clears throat> played with Muddy Waters. Sure. Yeah. Um, and we went up one night, and it was us three, and Bob Margolin, and Victor Wainwright, and there was one more guy. That's I forgot crazy. His name. This is awesome. Yeah, that, what fun. That's a Charlie, crazy, awesome yeah. Charlie, uh, experience. Charlie. Yeah. It was a Charlie uh, <clears throat> harmonica play. I I forgot Charlie. Whoever I forgot. Gotcha. His name. I'm so sorry. Ain't <laughs> no pain. It's difficult to remember all these names. Right. Um. But then at the end of the week, you you take all the content that you've learned and you put together a little group and you go play at Ground Zero and it's just every seat in the room is filled plus about a hundred people standing around the sides. Yeah. Well, there was Johnny Bergen as well. Yeah. Uh, also Johnny Bergen. Um. Yeah. This, this, this sounds like a lot of fun. This yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then all, all the the legends that played in there, whether it be um, Robert Johnson, yeah, Kingfish, well, yeah. all, all all their startings are at Ground Zero. You yeah. know what really got me about Ground Zero is recently <clears throat> I saw a video online with, with Kingfish it's got something near three hundred thousand views on the exact stage we were exactly playing. yeah that yeah. that was like hold on a second that's something like we, we were yeah. standing yeah. on the same ground that he yeah, he yeah. played hallowed on. ground my friend exactly hallowed yeah. ground I love it we went up to uh, to Memphis last summer. And uh, and recorded our last album there, Sweet. and we did it at uh, at Sun Studio. So a little bit of the same surreal experience, like you know, I'm, I'm playing a double bass, like in the exact spot that like Elvis Presley and his yeah. band was playing, yeah. like yeah. exactly where his double bass player was playing, and you know, mm-hmm. and he's he's standing, you know, literally on there's a there's an X marked on the on the floor with tape where yeah. Elvis stood for, and oh, like that's he's crazy. literally like, standing there recording in the same mic that Elvis recorded in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was insane. like all the same ribbon mics and everything. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I you. You, you know, you could feel all the ghosts in the building and stuff. Like you just felt the presence and the sp- yeah. you know the spirits. Yeah. It's just spirits. it was. We stopped by some studios. It's like yeah. it's intense. It's still like man. like it's almost eerie, but it's like yeah. it's it's amazing. It's like imagine the people that have like. Stepped oh, in we the were room. recording there. It was because uh, they do the tours during the daytime, and then so when we were recording there, we were there at like six o'clock at night, and then we would record until like two o'clock in the morning. So yeah. it was it was yeah. it was intense. Prime, just, prime, just like the old prime guys, rock yeah. and roll ghost, ghost hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, but it was awesome. It, it was, was really awesome. cool. I think um, it's probably important to uh, speak to you, Miles, um, about uh, like when it comes to your the situation with your sight and that you're legally blind. How do you, do you find that that affects you um, on stage? Um. Well, I don't look at the I don't look at the strings. Yeah. 
Well, I do sometimes. Actually, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't really see the strings, but gotcha. I sometimes just look down. It's a bad habit that I just. Yeah. <laughs> I sure, just look yeah. at the screens sure. for some reason. And there's something about the lights. Yeah, the, yeah. and yeah. also the flash. The, yeah. Right. No, no. Well, part of the reason why I have my my head down is because people keep uh, taking pictures and the flash. I need right. to get that sign again. I had a sign: no flash photography, please. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, do you find it um, difficult to communicate with the other players in the band or have you developed some kind of like sixth sense between you guys now well there's some points in time where I just well I only have sent um, um, peripheral vision right so they either have to make like yeah. really big like <laughs> <laughs> right right well, so <laughs> big, uh, all, all big gestures Miles plays like the best blue souls I've heard from like anybody ever and he'll just he'll go and he'll go and me and Nick are just, uh, just grooving and we just watch him and his, his favorite thing to do is he'll play a line and then he'll throw his hand up at the end like that he'll go like this yeah cool that's so awesome. I, I, I love it. I've, I've got to come see you guys play. I've seen some stuff online, but I've really got to see the real thing. Yeah, you know what? Um, September 1st. Yeah. We're, at, we're at Matthews. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'll try and get down. I mean, we're almost definitely got a gig, but I'll see what I can do. Um, so uh, I think actually now would be a good time to listen to one of your songs. Let's, uh, let's take a short break and uh, put on one of your tracks. Let's do it. I'm 
Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music. We are a local music podcast that is completely designed to promote and um, shed light on local music. And if you would like to be a part of that, we're looking for sponsors. So um, you could have your ads in the episode and in all the show notes, and we'll, we will read you bespoke ads, or you can write your own ads yourselves. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us at 561 Music Podcast on the socials, or www.561music.com. We'd love it if you got in touch. Thanks a lot. We are also sponsored by Oasis Root. Now, Oasis Root Carver Bar is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road, and it is a carver bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water, and it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years it's a it's an old thing that um they used for kind of ceremonial and also um sort of ledger purposes it, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together um you all take a, a shell of carver and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that it's meant to be something to bring people together it's uh has a kind of an effect which is i guess a kind of a slightly warming effect and it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice it's not particularly intoxicating it's not like drinking alcohol so the atmosphere in a carver bar is sort of like um a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house it's pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah jim the owner is a really cool guy and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast so thank you very very much for that jim they also do a poker night in there all sorts of things going on at oasis root carver bar 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and in many ways he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from 
very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, we run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, we are also a studio, a live stream venue, and can, we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, but outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK. And we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So we were just listening to an advert for Live Music Community, which is where we are sat right now. It's a music school I teach here on Monday through Wednesday. It's open, you know, five, seven days a week. We're always here. And uh, we like to talk about um, advice for upcoming musicians. Um, do you guys have any advice? I want to start with you, Nick. Well... I'm I mean, still, you guys kind of are upcoming. That's right? what I'm about to say. <laughs> I always, I'm like, I'm 17, so. Yeah, yeah. My advice for musicians and younglings general. or yeah. musicians in general, if you want to expand or if you want to get better at your craft the way you want to do it, I would say, even though there's authority, I'm not going to say any names, but authority figures, maybe your band director, and he's narrowing you down to one certain style. Don't, um, I would say, like, don't restrict yourself to that. Cause broaden, that's, broaden your horizons almost? Yes. Expand yeah. your vocabulary, mess around, have fun. Because without doing that, then you really don't figure out, like, what your style is. And you're going to be, like, kind of confused about, like, what is it that I want to do in this sure. music? Yeah. That's why people, I think, get up, end up getting in this whole, like, commercial scene where they kind of, like, try to play every genre. Right. Which is all great and all, but... Once you find, once you lock in with your few favorite genres or like your actual style with your band, then you kind of start to love what you want to do. Yeah, um, then, then you can start focusing. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. also, buy nice gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miles, you got any advice to musicians? Yeah, and also, a, like, sort of something just for future reference. If. I mean, I know that, uh, like, reading music is great and all. But because I am visually impaired, I don't really need it um, for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, so, use your ear. Yeah. And um, buy nice gear. And <laughs> um, Use your ear, buy nice gear. Mm -hmm. Someone write that down. Yeah. <laughs> use your ear, slogan. buy nice gear. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Charlie? Like oh. Got any advice? <laughs> like, um, yeah, I've got two things. So one, don't be like me. Practice, practice, practice. There you go. Every day, practice. Um, and then another thing, just don't don't give up. Like I, I've been, I've been to the lows. It gets hard. You know, you'll have you don't make an audition or somebody says you suck. Just don't quit. 
when when you said Ever. I've been I've been to Lowe's, I thought you for some reason I thought you meant the the hardware store. And I was like, what's Lowe's got to do with anything? Yeah, but no, I totally agree. He's also with been that. to Home Depot, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, talking about buying nice gear. Well, you know what? We'll get to that in a second. Before we do that, let's talk about the song that we just listened to. It was uh, a, a cover of "Use Me," um, and uh, I think it was a double rose, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about um, that show and uh, and that song. The song, so Flavor Train, our energy um, sometimes isn't a hundred percent match the music we're doing. So sometimes we're doing like very slow. Boom, boom, boom. What was that? Was that that Kingfish song that you? Uh, Love ain't my favorite word. That song. That's a perfect example of a song that um, I'm not gonna say doesn't match us, but. We are like what we want to do is play fast music. So use me is another one well, of those kind of like more live, you know, to get people uh-huh. going. Yeah, use me more is more of like there's like it's less. It's not as like you know exciting. It's actually kind of like a sad song. But the hardest part before all three of us is what I realized is that we are a rushing band. We like to go fast. Sure. So it's keeping right keeping in sure. the click with especially me without any monitors and keeping the click right consistently in the middle. Yeah. the whole time it's a good feeling I like. I, it's kind of like holding back a little bit it, it's kind of like you just play you know I got your mojo working that song a really, oh, a really, a real <laughs> fast song oh boy a real fast song and then you kind of get humbled real quick you kind of like take a chill pill Sure. So you kind of reset. You kind of restart. Use me's got a groove too. It's not. Yeah. It's not devoid of groove. It's a funky oh, tune. It's a funky tune. I'm just saying. It kind of humbles you from like all these like active like adrenaline that you just got from the last song. But now you're going uh, to this yeah. more. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. get in the habit of it. He, he'll tell me, "Oh my god, you rushed like crazy on that song," and I didn't even realize. I was like, well, I, we, I, yeah. I didn't realize. And you listen back and like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah oh. No, rushing <laughs> is like it's funny because I don't realize it on the spot. I only look like at one of our videos. I, I just listen to the beginning, get the clicking, and then after that, like I, I skip towards the end of the video. And we're like, oh yeah, yeah. Rushing is a little. It's little difficult virus. not to. I think it's one of the last things that musicians really <clears throat> become good at is 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 that that inner clock, that inner tempo. Some people yeah, just some people have just it. Don't. Oh, like you just God. have the. Yeah, they, they have the inner system. But, can't but do for it. someone who doesn't have it, it can often be the last piece of the puzzle to get. You know, it's but it's like a muscle. Work. You gotta work. You gotta work at it. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So you mentioned a click. Are you guys are you guys playing to a click live? Or? Not yet. No. I'm just okay. saying like an internal click. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, um, all right. So th- this is the thing that I was alluding to earlier. We're going to take a look at some of your gear. So um, why don't we bring up the first picture we have? Tell us, tell us about this, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is um, that's my um, lap steel. It's that's super the cool. um, the. Uh, a uh, guy named uh, Chris Chris Falk guitars uh, industrial uh, Chris Falk industrial guitars. He makes all aluminum guitars. Nice. Um, so you can see there aluminum and um, the shape that I chose was half of one type of lap. Ste- oops, one type of w- one <laughs> half of one lap steel and half of another lap steel. So the I little gotcha. curvy. Type thing, the zigzaggy uh, part mm-hmm. is the um, they call it the deco. Okay. And um, the slanted one. Yeah. Um, is called the rail. So I would I if I would paint something if I would name it I would call it the deco rail. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so was yeah. It, is this custom? And, was this custom for yeah, you? Yeah, this was custom made, nice. and um, I chose the color. I chose the shape. And I also chose the hole because it's a hollow body. Mm-hmm. 
the hole looks exactly like the guitar. Yeah, so I see that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And I chose the benders so that the benders would be um, three three benders. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's very. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at that thing. It is a it's a work of art. That's it's super heavy too. It's like real. And there's yeah. a humbucker <laughs> that you could switch. Um, to make um, make it into I think a sim uh, single okay gotcha yeah yeah nice one what what else have we got we got quite a lot of different stuff here. oh Let's yeah this. this is um th that is not my pedal steel that's okay. um that's my teacher's pedal steel yeah um he's lent he's lending it to me while he's fixing mine gotcha um so yeah four pedals yeah and six knee levers okay so i <laughs> and strings. i'm it's and 10 strings and then there's a there's a pad i don't know if you could see it in that picture but there's a pad um so that you could um rest your hand uh, just hey, rest you your, can your forearm um, too. Yeah. yeah rest your um rest your i see the pad there yeah yeah that's cool so, so for the uninitiated because there's a lot of people who won't know what oh, yeah. do the pedals do so the first pedal raises your low B and your high B yeah. uh, to a, a whole step. So yeah. that would be your C sharp. Yeah. Your um, second pedal makes a suspended, so that would make your G sharp an A. Yeah, sure, yeah, for the sus4, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And um, then the, the third pedal raises your high B and yeah. your high E. Okay. And then the fourth pedal, I'm out of breath for some reason. That's a lot. That's a lot. Your <laughs> um, fourth pedal raises, um, I mean, lowers your low B a whole step. Yeah. Your G sharp um, lowers it a whole step. Wow. Okay. And it lowers your. Um, um, your high B. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a, gr a great description. And that, yeah, what, uh, with the with the the knee ones, what how, what do they do? Oh God. There we <laughs> go. I didn't, a lot. So I it's didn't, just like a whole other like yeah, kind of worms. It like, just it's a whole other world. Um, right. It I, just bends the strings, right? So basically, okay. yeah. And basically, I just um, I think so. Yeah, I think I you just um, memorized the. Um, I the, can't memorize the them all, but yeah. Um, so the ones, that, the ones them. underneath the, the the knee ones are just for bending individual strings. Is that right? Um, yeah, they bend. They bend. Mo they actually bend multiple strings. Okay. They uh. They uh. Wow, yeah. that's, it's such an interesting instrument. Yeah. It's, there's so much you can do with it. Uh, yeah, tune to E ninth. I, I, I played with a pedal steel player about two weeks ago, and it mm. was so much fun. It was uh, in Lake Worth uh, for a jam night, and it and it just adds nice. such a wonderful like, aspect to the music. Yeah. It really does. We, so and we I don't play, understand that. We leave that to him. And <laughs> yeah. I play I play a certain style of pedal steel. So there's country. Yeah. And then there's also uh the sacred steel. Sacred steel. That's sure, right. And yeah, sacred yeah. steel. They normally play in the church, but I just saw Robert Randolph playing it. I'm like, you know what? Let's get that. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I like that. Yeah. I'm getting it. And I and people and people are like, what church did you come from? And I'm like, I'm Jewish. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 that's great. Yeah, yeah. The Church of the Blues. There mm -hmm. you go. Church, church of the Blues. And and to to actually tune one of these things oh, to E seventh. Yeah, you have to get someone that came from the church because it only the tuning 
is used in the church. Okay. The sacred tunings when you're dancing. Um, you you could, you could, you, and that's what I've been doing on this. Um, you could use the E ninth tuning for sacred steel. Yeah. But the lowest note that you could possibly make is an is a an A. Three. Um, a, I think it's an A three. Um, uh, the an A the, the same octave as um the second string on your guitar. Or gotcha. the, I mean the fifth string on the guitar. I'm, okay. Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. Going <laughs> the A string. Yeah. yeah. That one. But that would yeah. be if the A is if you would be playing uh, pressing the the fourth pedal. Fourth pedal. Right. Which would be the one. Miles, man, how yeah, do you like know all this stuff? This is so much. He just got going. it. I, he just got it. It's been eight hours him. a day. That's how. I spent right? yep. eight hours a day. Plucking each string, engaging one um, knee lever. Yeah. And when I get to that one that um, so you're, works, you're like super so I buff just, then, right? I just um, figure out like just those certain. It's like well, it's all muscle memory, isn't it? Like that's yeah. why practicing memory, a lot yeah. is so important, you know. Like if, because mm -hmm. you just need to um, you need to get to the point where you're not thinking, oh, now I got to do this. You just do it. You just get connected yeah. to your ex. And it's just yeah, the yeah. certain order. It's like. Um, Choreography with your knees, uh, you know, yeah. like um, you're using both feet, you're using both knees on that one, and mm. you're using both hands. How about your head? Yeah. Use your head. And you're using your head to, you know, <laughs> really, <laughs> really, <laughs> you're using your head to, you know, um, operate think. the knees and the <laughs> hands and the like think your bodily functions. But anyways, yeah. So. It's a cool it's instrument. It's basically man. a lap steel with um, rods underneath, yeah. connecting the, the the pedals and knee lever, yeah. connected to a coffee table. Yeah, <laughs> a lap steel that went to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. souped up, ultra. It's basically lap an steel. evolved lap steel. So they yeah. they started with lap steel. Yep. And then as technology improved, then come the foot pedals, and there come sure. the the uh, legs and uh, the um, Guys, I think Miles really likes the lap steel and the pedal steel. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> the knee lovers. No, Miles, it's fascinating. And we're really, really glad and lucky to have you on here talking about it. And um, I think that just the dedication you show to it and, and your enthusiasm for it is just makes me very happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. So, um, yeah, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got um, instrument-wise. Um, so these oh, are your yeah. pedals, and if we start on the left, Mars, we got a uh, a red one there. What's that? Yeah, the red one is my um, my reverb. So basically, it's an electric, it's an electro harmonic reverb. Okay. Um, cool. Nice. And it has a really cool sound. My favorite sound is how it makes it sound like a steel drum. <laughs> oh, cool. If you hold it down, if you hold it down and press the all the way up. Yeah. I kind of know Make what you mean, actually. I have a mm -hmm. reverb that does that, uh, yeah, that, that a little uh, bit. And you got a phaser there, right? That orange the phaser, guy. Yeah, the orange one. <clears throat> yeah, and is, then in the mid. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, the orange one. P uh, I think it's a uh, ninety phase ninety. Yeah, classic. And classic. you don't have to guess which which knob. It's just one knob, just and that's knob. just. Yeah, you it gotta love great. a phase ninety. And then in the middle here, we got this white guy. What's what's that? Oh yeah, that's my um. That's my chorus. So instead okay. of knobs, there's buttons on it. Interesting. Um, I don't, I don't particularly know why. I'm not <laughs> a, I um, I'm not a pedal steel. I mean pedal. <laughs> I'm not a pedal, pedal engineer. engineer. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, they made a. Uh, it's a. I think it's another electrical harmonic. 
You know, that would suit me. If I had more pedals that had um, buttons rather than mm-hmm. knobs, that'd be good because, you know, you're playing and you're kicking the thing around with your feet. Like, the, the knobs always move. So, you know, I'd actually Definitely. prefer to have buttons. So mm-hmm. then you've got this yellow one. What's the that? yellow one or the gold one, which would be the gold, the gold, um, cello. The gold cello. Yeah, so this one I want, I've, I've been wanting to ask you about because I've been trying to get my guitar to sound more like a stringed instrument, right? And mm. when I read online, a lot of people say a golden cello can give you this sort of almost a strings effect with the reverb. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it actually has, a, uh-huh. uh, actually has an, uh, a delay effect built into it. But a cool. guitar is a And you can yeah, turn it I was, into I was Sorry, say. like a bowed string. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So basically... I have no idea, <laughs> right, but right. um, how I, I I normally just when I when I play around on my pedal steel it sounds great. Yeah. When I sound when I play around on my guitar, it sounds absolutely. Like, I I normally just use it for solos when I like do little wing or uh-huh. yeah. So that's the pedal train. you use because yeah. it, it sounds like a lot more emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it is it ma- mainly a reverb? It's um, kind of a reverb. It has a reverb built into it. Okay, so it's got a few different things. I mainly things. have my reverb always on. Yeah, okay. Does it have oh. gain on it? Does it gain. have gain on it as well? That oh, it's, it's it's mainly a gain. It's okay. mainly a distortion pedal. It's, ma- it's mainly like a, that sort of thing. But it makes your guitar weep. It makes it really. It does. makes it. Wah. It makes it cry. Yeah. Oh no. I speak. You know I've got to it get makes it. It, it sounds really great. It talks. It talks. Especially Wah. when you uh, hook it into the with the wah pedal. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The wah. Yeah. When you wah, wah. I'm getting that <laughs> yes. pedal tonight. I was yeah. gonna say Ben's gonna have this pedal tomorrow. Like yeah, we're, yeah. we're gonna play tomorrow. He's Somebody called Nick twenty twenty three when you whop whop. Get that. <laughs> and then we got the classic tube screamer on there. Yep. Tube screamer, yeah. the um, one the Ibanez tube mm-hmm. screamer that um, I think it's the um, the model that um, Steve Ray Vaughan used. Yeah, I, it's it's um, weird if there isn't a tube streamer on a board. I mean, they just everyone has one. Tremendously well. That's when you're using it on like. When you're using it on, so sometimes I use solos on it as well. Yeah. When I'm doing Stevie Ray Vaughan solos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's um. Cool, and then you got your wah wah, which is a pedal, pretty cool one. Is, that's the that's the one I think that Robert Randolph uses. Okay, gotcha. With the uh, is it spring And then the volume, pe- huh? Is it spring loaded? Yeah. No, no. Oh, oh. No, nope, it it's not. But it does have <laughs> a booster pedal. A boost, a, a booster um, thing no, built that's, into that's it. The little red. That's the little. Uh, yeah. That's the um, thing on the side there, nearest the um, so tube wh- screamer. What does oh, okay. it boost? Does it boost the volume, or does it boost how much it was? Um, that boost is that. That boosts. That boosts the um. <laughs> that boosts out the volume. Okay, gotcha. And then the one nearest the volume pedal is a button for. Um, if you want it low frequent, um, like. Is it the uh, mid like frequencies? A, if it's like if you want I know it what like you mean. to if you want whack. it to wah more like wah wah like, and yeah. not wah. Yeah. I think yeah. that might be the mid frequency thing because yeah. after all, I'm hearing that the, the wah after all is like a, a mid pedal, like a mid frequency. Yeah. Like, well, it wow. just takes it from it, it, all of the Scoops frequencies the and then it just rolls yeah. them off. Yeah. Yeah. And you oh, so and it's and it's like and you and you get Robert Randolph and you see how he gets and you ask how he gets that sound on um on Voodoo Child and you and you get one of these and I'm like. That's out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. And um, some of the most fun I had as a teenager was in my bedroom with a wah wah pedal. I just spent definitely. hours and hours messing around with it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> the quacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I prefer that more than the cry uh, crybaby. No offense to crybaby. I love crybaby, but 
These what's the make of this one? I didn't hear. Huh? What, what's the make of this wild wild um, pedal? It's, Is it Vox? It's like Dunlop, I think. Dunlop, Some, okay. Something to do with Dunlop. Okay, um, cool. And then the volume pedal, we get to the last. The guy that gave me the... the the guy that gave me the um, the uh, golden cello gave me that, and that came with the pedal steel because I normally use that. And there's this new thing with the pedal steel that you have to wire it differently. So the pedal, the Wawa pedal, and the volume pedal have to be under the pedal steel, and all those but and all those other pedals yeah. have to be on the side next to the chair. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and yeah, it, so it can't be with the slide because you have to hold the note when you're pressing the button if you want to, like, yeah, to keep them occupied and not just have an off note. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. And that just all goes right under your, uh, right right at your feet underneath where you're playing, right? Your just those foot. two, just those two um, volume pedal and wah pedal. Okay, gotcha. And then those, yeah. Well, let's move this along here. What else we got? So, um, the, uh, here, here it is. Next kit. Tell oh. us a little bit about the kit. So, it's a sonar. It's a little bop kit. So, when I got this kit, I was still much of a jazz drummer. So, right. that's why the size is just small. Snares, 13 inches. So, it's the floor tom. You got some interesting symbols going on. Oh, I'll tell you all about them. But I'll make it quick. Uh, <laughs> rack tom, uh, 10 inches, uh, 16 inch kick. Yeah. Uh, so, they're small. I like a 16 inch kick. That's what I have on my drum kit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But yeah, so sonar, because those drums just sing. Those drums are like the sustained pedal of a piano. They just go boom. Yeah. Anyway, so those, those are the sizes. I'm, I'm thinking about upgrading to a seven-piece. But anyway, right. um, just remote-coded ambassador heads. There is a rototom to the right of the hi-hat right there. That's a 10-inch, so I have like an extra tom almost kind of thing. Sometimes for some gigs, I bring a full set of three rotos along with my drum set, so it eventually does become um, a seven-piece kit. So if I really want to just get like a bring kind of tom thing going on, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for my lack of explanation. That's <laughs> fine. Is a roto tom basically <laughs> just a tom quote. that doesn't have a shell? Basically. That. But the special thing about it is that if you turn it to the right, like a screw, the tension gets higher. So oh. the drum, and you do it to the left. Yeah. And there's it comes as three. Uh, the, the set I have is six inch roto tom, eight inch, and then ten inches. So you get three different roto toms. Right now I'm using one. Cool. Uh, so you'll be seeing this exact setup at um, Matthews. Matthews. Nice. <clears throat> right. So let's go to the symbols. Yes, Particularly, please. people like to use 14-inch um, hi-hats. I use 15s because they sound fatter. Sure. And since we, we're a three-piece band, there's some parts of the top, our songs that kind of sound thin, so I like to like ride and just splash sure. over them. Yeah, with I some, get like, it. Thick sound. You got more of like a mid-rangey splash. Thing yeah, and the symbols are mono dark, so they're extra hammered it. And that makes the symbols just speak a little lower. Yeah. Uh, to the screen's right, that's a minor 20-inch dual Byzance. I think just I, I use that symbol as a ride symbol. Yeah. It's a crash and a ride, but I I like to ride on it when Miles gets real crazy in his solos, like when he's like doing type yeah. of thing. I use the bell and I just like I just hammer that symbol like. No. Nice. I'm at an anvil. <laughs> uh, the symbol with the holes right in the middle. Yeah. That's um that's one of my special ones right there. Right. It just cracked. I'm a little heartbroken still. I'm getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Place. But it, it has a trashier sound to it. Um, it's called like, Zojing. It's a long name. 19 inch Zojing K Custom Special Dry Trash Crash. It has the word okay. trash in it because it sounds like a trash lid, like the trash lid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, little, the little stack. Guy. The little yeah. stack in the bottom. Uh, when we were in Memphis, I went. I had to go get something from the Memphis Drum Shop, very famous drum shop. Yeah. Um, so, and there's also a 10 inch. So that's that. The stack is um, eight inches. But in the middle, a little Oreo going on. In the middle is a 10-inch trash warmer from Zojin that cracked. Right. So there's actually three symbols on that stack. 
Gotcha. Um, 24-inch um, ride cymbal, yeah. small bell flat ride. And then here's a special creation we got going on here. <laughs> yeah. Charlie and I were staying after school, and our faculty was getting rid of cheap old Save Me B8 symbols. B8 symbols, if you don't know, are garbage. Right. So we were like, why do we even have these? Let's get rid of them. Charlie like, no. I took my anger out on the B8. Yeah, I don't know what you had going on. I don't know. Maybe maybe your mom had the wrong dinner or something. But <laughs> he bent two symbols, a 14-inch and an 18-inch crashes. No, there and, was um, three. Oh, there were three. There was, there was a, a 14, an 18, and I think a 12. A 16 in the okay. middle. 16 in the yeah, that's one. And but so now I, it's just a kind of like another trash thing. To I'm seeing a lot of artists use this thing called the clap stack, which yeah. is essentially three or more cymbals bent on yeah. top of each other. Okay. Um, so we kind of made our own, and it sounds... Yeah, it sounds so good. Stacks are really expensive, and that we got for free, and it sounds it just sounds, like the expensive And one it's loud. It is loud. Yeah, <laughs> but if you don't see in the back, I also have all sorts of other symbols. I love, I'm a symbol fanatic. Symbols are like people, like there's personalities, there's like sure. different sounds. I don't know how to explain it. I just love symbols. Well, but I that's, what saying, man. that's what I'm using uh, for now. I, I definitely love to change up my drum set um, here and there, but that's what's going to be at the show. My son, nice. my son's a drummer. He plays those minor darks. He loves them. Yeah. yeah, he loves them. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna be getting a direct drive double pedal because this kid over here is like Nick. You, you're fun. gonna be a monster. And I'm like, you know what? I have money. I can waste it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So what I think we got a we got a picture of a, a um, some Ooh. bases. Tell Ooh. us a little bit about Ooh. your bases. Okay. So I'll start from the right. No, no, I'll start from the left. Okay. So that's my. Fender Jazz Bass, the Jocko edition. So that's fretless. Cool. Um, sure, Nick's happy about that. He is. He told me <laughs> to get it. Oh, there you go. I got that like about a year ago. Wait, you're talking about which bass? The the Jocko. I, right. I got it about a year ago. It was like right after I met him. Right. Um, the one in the middle is my newest bass. So that's a Fender J 1964. I want to nice, say. Nice, nice, nice. Where'd you get it? Uh, New York. I was in New York. I yeah. forgot what the place was called, but they were great. They cut me a good deal on that. They wanted fourteen hundred, and I had talked them down to a thousand. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then the thing on the right is a Fender P. Yeah, sure. And Which then, is your favorite out of those three? Oh, that's impossible to pick. Gotcha. I, I love. Which, if you if you could only take one of them to a gig, what's the most versatile? The middle one, the J bass, because yeah. J bass you can get the high, sure. and then you can also get like P bass tones on it. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's that thing's perfect. And then on the you can't really see it, but on the left is my amps. I for the longest time I just had a Hartkey 112. Yeah. And then a different Harky head than the one you see on top. But then I recently got a Harky 210. So I put them both together with those cool. mechanic cables. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, I have to say you guys have got some superior gear. Right. And um, you know how to play it, too. I've seen evidence. <laughs> Me and so Nick it's... have a little condition good where gear. we stay away from Guitar Center because you can't go it. into the place without buying things. Tell me about it. There's dude. a story that goes, I go in Guitar Center with my buddy Brandon. Brandon, if you're watching. Hope you're having a good time in college. But <laughs> he, like, literally has to tug me away from the symbol room. Yeah. Because, what is it, 13 symbols now? And, like, a really skinny wallet, so... Yeah, if I walk into out. Guitar Center, there is not a chance I'm leaving with nothing. It's exactly. never happened, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when, yeah. when we were when we were on on the road, oh, we went geez. to one, and he played a six string Ibanez, and I played oh. a five string fretless Ibanez, and it was everything to not walk out of that store yeah. with the bass. Nick, let's get out. Nick, let's get out. Nick, Nick, get out. <laughs> or, or any music store, really. I really, mean, it's like we, it's a candy store. Yeah. For us. When we yeah. were in Memphis, we went into some like little mom and pop store in like Tupelo or something. Yeah. And, and all of us were like, uh, I think I walked out with a with you a pedal, a tuning pedal. Yeah. This kid. 
kid in Memphis. Well, while I was in the in the drum shop, I got a FaceTime call. I'm like in the snare drum vault. Is yeah. what they call it. And, I'm like, and here's like this new five string Schecter with gold knobs and so all this. So we we went. He was at at the drum store, and I'm not a drummer, so I we hook around for a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is cool, but I really quickly got bored because I didn't have anything to do. So we went just down the road to a place called Martin Music. Yeah. Great store, cute little thing. I just wanted to play. We didn't have any basses with us. I, I just wanted to play. Sure. And I walked in, and I was like, oh, there's nothing in here. And I saw a bass. I was like, oh, it's pretty nice. So I'm picking it up and playing it. And it sticks out. It's pretty good. Played it, played it, played it. Loved it. Looked at the price tag. It said $400. I'm like, that does uh-huh. not look great. I looked online. This bass is going for like $1,600. Oh, I'm wow. like, I'm like, I don't need another bass, but... Four hundred bucks is four hundred bucks, I guess. Right. Yeah. So we we called Nick. Like, uh, I did a thing. <laughs> and I hung up speechless again. <laughs> so you listen, guys. Let's um let's have a look at some of these gigs you got coming up. So as we've yeah. been talking about, you have September first at Matthews. Yeah. What time are you playing? That is Eight seven. Nobody. It's oh, seven. Is it seven to ten? Yeah, seven to eleven. Ooh. Oh, there you it's go. It's a stretch. It's a good oh. one. Stretch nice. Yeah. And then September 16th, you're at the Brewhouse Gallery here in Lake Park. Um, right. Have you played there before? No. No. You know what? Because every single time before manager Mike gives me the details of the venue, I always look up what the place looks like. And I'm really happy about this one because there's a bunch of art on the wall. I think it's I've a cool seen place, a couple man. of acts. Shout out to Manager Mike. Oh, yeah. We would be nothing without Manager Mike. Shout out to Manager Mike. Miles' dad. Manager Mike. Manager Mike. And then on October the 8th, you got the Shack Up Inn. You guys ever played there? Oh, okay. So that that's um. So we did, we did the Pine Top Camp this summer. Yeah. That. So Miles is going up the day before us because we have a jazz concert. Right. With with the school with Jarvis, that we couldn't move it unfortunately. Sure, yeah. uh, he's playing at the King Biscuit Festival. Right. Which is in Arkansas. Think so. Planet Earth, I think. I think. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely on, yeah. on Planet Earth. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the next day, we're going up. <clears throat> it's it's like the homecoming for um, Pine Top. So, right. it, like, Kingfish will probably be there. Oh, all all nice. the legends. Yeah, it's an, it's an Arkansas. And you it's go Arkansas. in and you play. Yeah. No, that, that one's in Mississippi. <gasps> oh. That, oh, that yeah. one's at at Pine Top. So right, Oh, cool. so, okay, we're going back. Yeah. All right, nice. But, yeah, that's up in Arkansas now, I remember. And then you Wait, got October 19th. No, the, the Biscuit I'm Festival sorry. is in Arkansas. I'm so confused. I got to know my stuff. Hold on. We're going to Mississippi. We're going to Mississippi. He's going to Arkansas. We're to going to Planet Earth. Yes. There you go. Definitely somewhere yeah. in the U.S. All right. October yeah. 19th, you're playing with Taz Nidra over at, in oh. Stewart up at um, uh, Terra Formata, right? Right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So, I mean, we're on the venue. I mean, like, it's a regular venue. However, my second favorite drummer, which I mentioned him on the cast already, Thomas Pridgen, he is incredible, and I didn't know that he was a drummer for this Taz guy. I'm very excited to open for Taz, too, because he sounds a killer on guitar. But but the Thomas Pridgen is his drummer, and yeah. I'm more than excited to even like see him maybe pop a picture with him. Yeah, I'm sure. He, Thomas is a great guy. I've communicated with him via text for advice and whatnot. Wicked. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't take a picture with you. I mean, it's not that it's not like a crazy giant place with with um, a green room or anything. He'll yeah, just be no. hanging out. Yeah. But yeah, that gig, yeah. I'm very excited about seeing Taz, seeing the place for the first time, and meeting Mr. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, it has been an absolute pleasure. I didn't know what to expect for a conversation with you guys because you're younger guys and you know and, and I was kind of going into it like oh we'll see how this goes but you are charming you know a lot about music yeah. and um, I really wish you all the luck in the world not that you need it just keep going guys <laughs> yeah of course yeah, thank, yeah, you. Yeah, thank you thank you thank you very much yeah and uh, thanks for coming on the show and um, is there anything we need to say before we get out of here 
Uh, no, we, we want to mention that we're playing uh, at Mango Mally's this weekend. That's right, yeah. Friday. Yeah. And then... Um, you guys have Square Group for Saturday? Square Group for Saturday, and then I'm playing at Guanabana on Sunday, on Sunday from 4 to 7. And that's... I've been working pretty hard at my solo set lately, so if you want to come and see me um, just with an insane pedal board pressing buttons and... Huh. You'll be doing, like, the river dance on the pedal board. Yeah, yeah. Wait, at Loop Station? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I've... I've got all sorts of crazy things going on with it. I mean, it's not that you guys wouldn't find it that crazy because you right. know about that stuff. <laughs> he <yeah>. would. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's on that's on Sunday from four to seven, and um, yeah. Without without further ado, I think it, it, we're going to get out of here. So yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's great meeting you. That's a wrap. Check it out.